0: Welcome to the Bible Connect podcast. This podcast is your Bible study meets clubhouse conversations where we gist and have heartfelt conversations as we expand our knowledge of God and His love for us through the study of the Bible. Join the conversation and connect with us on social media. Welcome to this week's edition of Bible Connect. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Um, if the other co-hosts could please just keep an eye out for people when they want to join in as well. Yeah. Um. All right, let's pray, and then we can start. Mark, do you want to lead us in a couple of prayers, just leading us till seven thirty? Then we can start. Um. So um, I'll just say, let's
1: just quickly pray. Let's be. Let's just thank God and just be grateful for. It. An opportunity to, to be able to do this, um, Lord, yes. God, Lord, we just thank you. We, Lord, we
0: exalt you. Lord, we give thank you, Lord.
1: God, for calling us out of many over oh to be able to do this.
0: Jesus. thank you for another opportunity, Jesus. You, Lord, We
1: know that we get to do this, we don't have to do Jesus. thank you that we get to share, um, thank the gift you've given to us God. God. Thank because of many people are
0: grateful.
1: Um, let's go on and say, let's ask God that mm-hmm. as that are going to be coming name to this meet um, mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. That is going to kind of usher them here. Mm-hmm. And, um, everything mm-hmm. we talk about is going to literally be aligned with His will. Mm-hmm. Every question that's going to be raised, God is going to give us the wisdom, the initiative, the spirit, mm-hmm. um, kind of sense to know what the answers are for those questions. Is to not be mm-hmm. to any kind of unnecessary arguments for, it would be for the edification of the god right. to our yeah. great our yeah. strength in the mighty name of jesus Just god that yeah. you would use us you would use every person that is yeah. on this platform every person on the panel you're going to use um yeah. you're going to use pastor mike you're going to use antifola you're going to use philip you're going to use toby gonna use um if myself everybody that's everyone is gonna ask questions of god you're gonna use the questions of god to identify the body of christ and let's also pray that as many people who are going to come in some of them to come in for the first time and just to you know meet us you know a few weeks after um we've done this that god is going to those people that this is for god is going to give them the sense to stay so that, that just that encouragement to to find a family to find comfort in this place in the name of Jesus and I mean this is for the glory let's pray also for all the people planning all the organizers that God will give us the grace the strength to do, do this exactly the way God wants God wants us to do this he's going to give us strategy for us see strategy for us to excel strategy for us to be triumphant fans in this calling we will not fail and every person that also like a regular member let's ask God for blessings upon your lives, so oh that all their needs will be met that they would find favor before god that whatever their heart desires god is going to give to them in the name of jesus they will grow in faith they would become influenced in our communities to make a difference in the name of jesus they will make God's kingdom come in every area that god has called them um to be able to bring his kingdom in jesus name and so shall it be in jesus name we pray Father Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for the opportunity, oh God. It's been um just over three months we've started this, oh God. We thank you for us being able to talk about our salvation. We've all learned so much. And now this is a day where we get to ask questions and learn from each other and learn out your faith. Lord Jesus, as we do so, we pray, King of Glory, that this would be O oh God exactly in the way you want it to be in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you do want to teach us in the name of Jesus. You would mm-hmm. But King of glory, take every vessel, oh God, that would be used tonight. every question, every answer, every conversation, oh God, and you would anoint it, oh God, that, oh God, it will not just be words, oh God, but it will be seed that will be planted in our hearts, oh God, that will do our minds to stuff in the minds name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. We Amen. Amen. I think Peter has joined. Hi, Peter.
0: Hello,
2: hello, hellos.
0: Hiya. Hey. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining and for making it to another session on Bible Connect. Um, we all know that today we're going to be doing a Q&A. We've been, th- we've been talking about salvation for literally three months, I think, or a little over three months now. And um, we literally started this in January. And I first want to say thank God that we actually made it this far. And we finished, we are going to finish a particular topic. Um, I would say a big thank you, a big shout out to all the members of Bible Connect um, and all the leaders. Thank you guys so much. Like, I just pray God rewards each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Um, and I'll probably give you guys a shout out at the end as well when others join. Um, just a a few things before we start we've got um our podcast is now live yay so every single thing that we do here would be recorded and you can always catch up on podcasts we did have a couple of people sending questions but say they couldn't make it um but they would listen on the podcast so that's great um shout out to everyone that's already joined our podcast we have a couple of members that actually messaged me i was like oh i've already signed up to your podcast so that's amazing so thank you guys so much um what else okay so yeah we're going to be doing Q&A today we've got a couple of questions um i'm going to tell the panel to please stick to maybe a minute or two please because we've got a couple of questions and we do want to try and answer everything hopefully and if we can't just as much as we can as many as we can um
2: sorry when you said a couple else. of questions Hmm. Do you mean like it's not comfortable Well, <laughs> there's
0: about 20 questions here. But All
3: right.
0: oh. We'll see how it goes. A
3: couple times ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, if people join in, we'll just put we'll, we'll just put it in the chat that people could ask questions if they wanted to add more questions um uh, by typing and not by raising their hands. Unfortunately, we're going to leave talking to the panels today. If you do have something that you feel like God really wants you to share about a particular question, you can just directly message me on the chat and then I would try and fit in. Um, but yeah, let's try and just limit it. I know we usually all talk on Bible Connect, but um, because of the questions, we'll just limit the answering to the panel. Also, we would be We'll most likely be over an hour today. So just bear with us. I know we usually keep to time, but we'll most likely be over an hour today. But we'll try to not be, yeah, we'll just try we'll try to still keep to time as much as we can. But if we can't, just bear in mind that, yeah, that that might happen today. Because I really do want to answer people's question. And if they go back listening to it or they join in, it'll be nice that that question actually got answered. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce the panel, and we're going to get straight to it. Oh my God, I'm so excited! First, we've got Pastor Mike in the building. Okay, like I know some of you don't know Pastor Mike, but um, I joined obedience not so long ago, um, sometime last year, and I particularly just really like I just I just. I don't want to say fall in love because he's married, but I literally respect Pastor Mike. I don't know the right word to use, but I don't know. My spiritual self sort of connected with him is just so humble, and you could just tell that he was just after people, um, believing and just people. he's it, just after your personal growth in Christ. Doesn't matter, you know who you are. If you have a question, he would answer immediately it's just you can talk to him anytime just so humble you know and he just has a heart of god and just a heartful so to see you literally grow and i don't even know him personally but you can tell from literally just being around him so i just want to say thank you i know he's so busy it's like i think the corona of obedience or obedience to something and um i just want to thank you guys <laughs> thank you for coming thank you for joining us i really do appreciate it let me tell you yeah, when i asked you, yeah, i was like it's what's the highest? is just going to say no i'm busy you know i was like it's fine please <laughs> i'll ask but i was not even expecting the yes that when he came i was like yeah <laughs> but yeah um thank you sir i really do appreciate you coming on thank you so much um yes the next person is sister Fola. oh if you don't know her that's my that's my personal mentor like we've been Hey, <laughs> I say that you think maybe this is when I was a child, but like, she's just so amazing. I think one of the things I will say about Sister Fala is just, she's so like, she can give anything. Like I, I think anybody that knows Sister Fala knows that about her. She's just so, what's the English? She can give, she's just a great giver. And I really do love her so very much. Um, I think every single friend of mine that is female, literally either sister for several either mentors them or (laughs) has some type of connection with them because so if you're a woman here if you're a lady here and you need a mentor maybe just message her quietly because i promise you you will not regret it she's just an amazing person um thank you sis your busy schedule and your family and everything she's also a member of connect or I know people don't see her that much but <laughs> literally is, is like one of us like for real we started it all together but yeah thank you sis um the next person I would introduce is Phil I met Phil yeah in my church well my former my church um and literally, he was the one that made me feel welcome in the church, me, you know, church, yeah, the church was just filled with a lot of white people, and I don't have anything against white people, I love them, but, you know, it was really hard for me to really connect, um, and Phil was literally one of those people that made me feel so welcome, not just even white, just everyone in general it was just really hard for me to connect with the group um with with, um the church but you know phil really made me feel welcome he's one of those people that preaching the um is one of the youth leaders as well and like when he teaches it's just really sound um he's also a member of bible i thought it would be nice to have one of our members well that person um So yeah, Phil, thank you so much for coming on. And let me tell you guys, yeah, he doesn't even like camera, all these things that we're doing. (laughs) But thank you for um, putting on your camera for us. And and yeah, he's got a very deep voice. So whenever you hear that deep voice, just know it's Phil. If you didn't see him, you would know. Um, And finally, last but not the least is Peter. Yay! That's our own very own Peter. Come on, we all already know. You know, the word, just be banging, just be dropping nuggets everywhere. Just catch it as it drops it or people. Don't miss it. But yeah, we already know Peter. Um, I mean, personally, I know Peter as well. I've known Peter. Like, I just want to thank God that I actually met you, Peter. Like, literally, there are some people that you just think back in your life and you're like, Wow. You know, thank God I met you. I'm so glad. I'm so grateful to God that, you know, I came to Fountain of Life and we met and we just sort of got along. Literally, I have four sisters, yeah, but I tell people that I have a brother and that brother is Peter, period. Don't tell me nothing. Anyway, um, we already know Peter. I'm very, very happy uh, with the panel. I'm so, I'm excited and I want you guys to be excited as well um because yeah they'll just be dropping nugget everywhere so just make sure you've got your pen you've got your book you've got everything and you're writing down as much as you can so yeah that's me done going to stop talking now and i'm going to start asking the questions i'm just going to ask the panel are you guys ready are you ready do you want to say anything do you want to should we just dive in yeah please go in.
2: ahead nice to meet all the other panelists as well and uh, it's good to see um, philip with a voice it's lovely to meet everyone and yeah. welcome to those joining us as well so
0: okay coolies okay let's just get started so i did try to I put some of the questions together. So if you sent me like a scenario question and you don't hear it, um, just know it, it will be answered somehow because they, you know it was quite long and I just had to sort of put them all together. And, um, and I did try to arrange it in accordance to um, our teaching as well. So um, I hope I did a good job. But if you guys think that you want me to break them down, please just go on and just, yeah, just say that to me. I would refer the question to one or two people at a time. So, um, but if you want to jump on as the panel, just, just, just ask to jump in or basically just unmute your mic and do it. Okay, let's go. The first question we have is, did we inherit sin? And I would refer this to... Wait, did I not that nice? <laughs> the smells on everyone's face is like, but <laughs> where? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Who wants to take this one?
4: <laughs> did I refer it to someone? I think I- Pastor Mike just got off. <laughs> 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 on that note. <laughs> what a... <laughs>
5: Peter, no he's back. <laughs> my Peter,
2: could you for repeat the question, please? Oh
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like, oh, I'm out of this one.
0: I'm out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
5: Let me let me answer quickly. Just a quick shortcut answer. Yes, we did it in Harrison.
0: Okay. Do we want to explain?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was going to find it interesting to see what other people think. Just give me a yes, or, yes or no. Do you believe in inherited and inherited? We can just, I guess,
2: yes for me. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. So, so who wants to go on then? Any explanation? I don't think the person would just take yes and just be like, oh, okay, cool.
5: <laughs> hey, <look. laughs> Let's kick it off. Um, I'll, I'll just start straight into to the Bible. We, maybe we can discuss from there. Romans five verse twelve is the a classic scripture that describes spiritual headship and how God sees the the um, the importance <laughs> of leadership, the importance of responsibility. And it goes to read, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death reigned through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the world the law was given but sin is not counted where there is no law yet death reigned before the law was given but sin is not counted where there is no law yet death reigned oh I'm reading the same thing again sorry yet reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who were sinning was not like the transgression of Adam who was a type of the one who was to come so uh, I wouldn't read everything else but essentially death spread to all sin sin spread to all, all persons Born from the same DNA as Adam, so in terms of and a quick answer, yes, we have inherited sin.
0: Cool. Anybody else wants to say anything? I One
5: concur. Or... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Should we
0: just? I
3: have a question.
2: Is that a Can
0: um, we? Can you no. type your question? Uh, yeah. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah but it'd be good okay i'm guessing you're going to pick up the question right if you type yeah I will. all right yeah, I will. okay all
0: right um i'll move on okay so the other question is why didn't jesus come from the beginning and then there was a follow-up question what was the purpose of the law but i think i just put those two together um if if that's okay does that make sense I, I, I personally was reading and I thought it was the same thing, but um, what was the purpose of the law? Why didn't you just, just come from the beginning? All right, I'm going uh, to start with Kevin. You've been partaking too long.
2: <laughs> uh, why didn't you just come from the beginning? Um, here's the thing that, or um, well, the way I answer it is in two parts. Bible says in Revelations, and I believe it. the, it, uh, for time's sake, I'll, I'll just call it and, and I'll put the um, uh, passage in. It says that Jesus was slain um, from the foundations of the earth, from the foundations of the world. So even before man turned up, God had it in his mind that Jesus was going to be the way um, that he already made that plan, that provision. And so it wasn't a case that Jesus was an afterthought before any of before we actually even shown uh, before we actually um, man was created in God's mind in God's heart um, him being on many um, signs or present knew that Jesus was going to be the way um, through which we get to um, uh, the way we can only get to the Father um, and so Jesus wasn't an after- afterthought or uh, neither was he a reaction to man's fall before man fell god had already made provision um for our redemption um why didn't jesus come from the beginning knowing that and that jesus was not an after afterthought or a a reaction to man's fall is that you know the, the law was given to really show man how bad he is the bible says in um, and again, I'm trying to remember like the exact passage, but I'll put it up. It says, um, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And I suppose, you know, going back to where um, Pastor Mike just read as well. It's like the, the law wasn't for us to know God. The law was to know, to reveal sin in us. Um, you know, if someone who likes speeding, you know, you'd like, you know, driving at, you know, very high speeds. If there wasn't a speed limit, then no law is broken. Right. And so the law was put in place. To reveal man's fallen state. Um, and because of that, we now have a better appreciation of who Jesus is and what he comes to do in our lives. And so it wasn't a case that, again, you know, just to summarize, Jesus wasn't an afterthought. He was in a response, uh, sorry, a reaction to man's fall. It wasn't a case that man fell and goes like, oh, what are we going to do about this now? No. The Bible says that Jesus was slain from the foundations of the earth. So before even man showed up, God had already made a plan and a provision. But what it is, why he came at the time he did was because the law had to come in place to reveal man's fallen state um, and so and such that the um, redemptive story now comes into place and we're even restored to a place that is even um, far better and higher than what creation um, was in the first place.
0: Cool. Thank you. Anybody else want to add anything to that from the panel? Nope. all right Toby you've got a question um do you want to take or your questions
3: oh it was a quick follow up question from that Romans 5 12 so if I quickly just read it again it said no first 13 it says to be sure sin was in the world before the law was given but sin is not charged against anyone's account when there is no law so we understand in the, in the time of Adam Eve Abraham as well there was no law so if sin wasn't charged against anyone's account where they, you see how as Christians before we were saved we owe we owed a debt and Jesus paid that debt. Did Adam and Abraham owe a debt in that in that in that in that instance? Since sin wasn't accounted for to the law, did they require atonement as well? That's just a question that popped up in my mind when we read that verse. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, Pastor Mike,
5: do you want to jump in? Oh yeah, sure. Um, yes, they, they would have, because the, the wages of sin is, is death. And in that previous scripture that I mentioned, as well as Galatians 3.19, you will see that the law was added because of our transgressions. And that includes the transgressions of Adam, um, right up until when the law was actually given through Moses, up until the days and hours we are here now. Um, if it, I mean, it's, you could ask the question, do you believe that the death of Jesus Christ on the cross um, dealt with sins past, present, and future? If you do, then it naturally follows that you you can consider that the the, the, the death of Christ
3: deals with
5: the sins from um, Adam all the way to, to Moses. Um, so... Yeah, Toby, can you just kind of like complete the, the last of your your question there? I'm just trying to capture everything.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think yeah, literally it was be, because I, I was considering the fact that because law sin wasn't accounted for accounted to law, to the law came. I thought it, I was asked a question with everyone anyone before the law, did they have a, a negative in their account? Then was, was sin accounted to them? Was were they requiring of atonement? But I, I believe you clarified that they, they were. Okay, cool. the lord just came and revealed the the, the transgressions as well uh, and the guilt that's right
5: yeah
3: yeah thank you
6: cool.
0: all right i'll just say something quickly if um if you have any um youtube any po- um, post that you think or any um bible verse that you think could clarify any question or anything that's helped you you can just pop it in the in the chat for others to to go into just because we have a lot of questions so we might not have a lot of time to to spend on each of them so if you have any um podcast anything that you think helped you as an individual understand something you can just pop it on there for this to go listen to All right. Just, the next, right. Just, sorry just
2: a quick one just to add that you know for those who will be listening to this uh, on the podcast what we would do is we would write out the um uh the scriptures in the description of the um of the podcast itself or the uh um, recording um, so at least they could pick it up there if it's not mentioned or uh, as people are speaking. So as as much as we can um, put up on the podcast, we will.
0: Thank you, Peter. Okay. So the next question, I think we sort of touched on this um, on Bible Connect. Uh, but the question is, what does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? I would ask about three other questions because they might be the same, but you guys let me know if you would like to deal with it differently. So the first one is, what does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? The other one is, why can't I stop sinning? I'm guessing the presence I give, I'm set free Why am i still sinning. Um, and also, can the devil still work in the life of a believer, i.e. is it the devil that still makes a believer sin? So... Do you guys want to deal with that separately or, or do you think they're all the same?
5: We can treat them separately, but they have cool. overlap, so yes.
0: Cool. All right, the first one, what does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? Yeah. Sister Fala, do you want to jump on or feel? I haven't heard from you no, guys. No,
4: no, so I, I was just thinking, um, you know, one of the first two podcasts already covered extensively, the sin and maybe we we'll refer people I don't know we don't have to I just wonder because there was a um Peter did a really good teaching around sin being a noun and the sin nature uh, and the verb sin so I think um if, mm. if you say talk about it in 30 seconds there's a an in-depth teaching already on, on sin I don't know that's how I feel that was my thinking I wasn't gonna answer it okay sorry <laughs> Peter, you can answer it because
2: it was a good teaching, I think, and I'm not sure I would do it justice. I suppose it's a good thing that you refer back to the um, recording that we have. The very sort of very summarized answer we give is this: What does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? In Romans six, Paul starts off Romans six saying, "You know, shall we continue to sin that grace may abound?" And you have to read it in context because the final part of Romans five talks about, you know, we're sin. Abound, grace super abounds. Um, and then he now goes in the same breath to say, Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? And then he goes on, you know, all the way to Romans 6, verse 14. It says, um, uh, For those who live by grace have been set free from the power of sin. And I'm really very crudely paraphrasing. And what you have to understand is that what Paul was talking about, because when he asked the question in Romans 6, verse 1, Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? His response was this. It wasn't a case of don't do it. It wasn't a case of a caution. It was, listen, it's impossible because he who is dead to sin can no longer live in sin. And so he says that, you know, in the same manner as Jesus died to sin, so we should count, reckon ourselves dead to sin. But the problem is when we conflate, you know, when we look at it sin as a, a verb in that context and we look at it as a noun. When we look at it as a noun, and this is what, you know, Pastor Mike spoke to you about earlier in terms of inheriting sin is that what God saved us from what being under grace and what accepting Christ is that he has set us free from that state what we inherited and said you know this is who you right now i i for i have paid the uh, the sacrifice and i have perfected you forever um the book of hebrews will say so he that he's been he that has been perfected forever um you know we go through that whole process of sanctification so The way God sees us is that in my eyes, you're perfect. But what I would do is I would sanctify you, which is I will take you through that process where the habits that we have, the the actions of sin, you know, the things that we're doing, the way God is working through us. He's throughout this, our time on this side of eternity, he's working through us by his spirit to make us look more and more like Jesus day after day. And Mm. so what does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? It means that we have now come under the covenant of grace um, that has been established um, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Just to, add, because,
5: uh, just to add on to what you were saying, Brother Peter, around sin, the verbs, the nouns. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, Toby, we had tons of discussions around this in, in obedience and one-to-one. Um, so either you've heard the Bible in Exodus, in Deuteronomy, different places in the New uh, Old Testament, sorry, where, it's, where God describes sin as... Um, sin, transgression, and iniquity. It's like, why would God use three different words to describe something that we say sin is sin? And you're right, it's absolutely right. So um, sin and transgressions are are verbs, things that we do, Um, missing the mark. Sin is just essentially missing the mark, whether you do it intentionally or unintentionally. Transgressions is where you know that this thing is wrong, but you go on doing it anyway. I'm going to intentionally step to the side, step left, and just enjoy this thing for the moment, full consciousness of like, I know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing because I like for the moment, like an Esau kind of thing. But yeah, um, iniquity is a noun. It's something that you are, not what you do. And I think that language really describes the depth and the condition of which man finds itself in, mankind finds itself in from the inherited sin that Adam passed down through his actions, both he and, and, um, and Eve. And um, sometimes you can think this of right, you know. For example, you could um I don't know, walk down the road and see somebody who's you know really overcome with um, alcoholism or, or drugs. You can see how it's ravaged the body. It's it's literally you can smell it on them. You can see on them. You can take a look at this individual without too many words. You can see that you are overcome with a certain set of of addictions. The same thing with our sin. God looks at us and says, "Look, you you are sin. You are actually sin." And so. I don't want to jump the gun here but in terms of like it speaks of the glorious reach and power and depth and transformative power of the gospel that it doesn't just change our actions it actually changes our nature if you are in Christ you are a new creature behold all things have become new and I love that reach and power of the gospel that it can not just change our behaviors but it can change our very nature but so having said that I think how to answer the question, what does it mean to be set free from the power of sin? I think we also got to consider how salvation is applied to us in terms of its process Um, from the actions that happen in the blink of an eye to things that can take a lifetime to to, to happen. Um, You know, there is the justification, there is the sanctification, there is the glorification. Justification is just as you, as just just as I've never sinned, you are put right before God, legally standing right before God, you are good to go. Um, But sanctification can take a whole lifetime. And justification, this happens in a blink of an eye. You've you've given your life to Christ, you believe in your heart, you confess your mouth, all those qualifiers are there, and you are instantly saved as an immediate transformative action on, on your spirit. Um, and then sanctification is an ongoing process, you know, renew your mind, do not be transformed to this world, and washing yourself with the word, and praying and fasting, and all the spiritual Christian graces that the Bible tells us that we should participate in to um, partake of god's holiness discipline all that kind of stuff that's a that's a long ongoing process but jo- a glorification in, like in philippians 321 tells us that um we eagerly wait for the coming of christ to give us a new body the, the coming of, of, of christ with only bodies and so we're waiting for that so in between sanctification and glorification we have a that tension between being sanctified letting go or learning to let go of of worldly habits secular habits fleshly habits and learning and adopting the habits of, uh, of a sanctified, being made holy Christian, um, as we live out the learnings and the teachings of Christ in truth. And that's tension, because I take a look. We make mistakes. Is it me
4: uh, or Pastor Mike? Mike is
3: frozen. I think Pastor Mike is just caught off quickly. He'll be back shortly. Yeah,
4: he'll be back shortly. But I think I was, yeah, because when he started talking around that scripture, that's what came to mind about when when do we actually become set free? And, like, you know, we've talked, he started talking around is at that point when you accept Jesus, isn't it, as your personal Lord and Savior kind of thing, you become mm. born again. And in the previous teaching, we talk about being translated from one kingdom into another kingdom. So I no longer live in this house, I now live in another house. And so as I inherited sin as a nature, my nature's now transformed into a new nature and I inherit a new nature. Um, Simply, I think, simply said, I think. Um, But I think like Pastor Mike was trying to talk around the journey, you know, in terms of being free from from sinning. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully he will come back.
6: I don't think the set free is in a moment from the question it sounded like the person wanted to like you receive the free gift and that's it you never have to worry about it again but like pastor mike was saying the first step is the justification so we all have the penalty of sin on us because um we've all fallen all of sin and fallen short of the glory of god we have to be saved from that penalty which is justification but there's still the ongoing sin that he was talking about which is being saved from the power of sin over our lives so whether that's going through our day-to-day life and sin can come upon us Like when we're baptized, it says it's for the removal of all sins. But you can still come out of that water and sin can be upon you. So the power of sin, you need to be sanctifying daily. But then also the sin of this world, how do we get saved from that? And that's what he was saying about glorification. So we're saved from the presence of sin, because regardless of whether we've been justified by Jesus Christ, whether we're sanctifying and dying daily, we still have to take, we still have to be accepted into heaven. And that's glorification when we remove ourselves from this earthly world of um flesh and we're in the presence of god and no longer in the presence of sin so i mm-hmm. think it's more than just a, a flick of a switch and we're set free it's justification which is our acceptance with god on the basis of christ's perfect righteousness then sanctification mm-hmm. which is the working out the right living in our daily behavior and then glorification which is like a future perfection to be experienced in the world to come it's justification which takes away all of the guilt but um we have to be set apart and holy in sanctification and then hopefully glorification is the final harvest well i'm sure mike will finish it
5: better than i sorry my internet just cut out on me i was just shunned down all over the whole box <laughs> like, what's going on <laughs> i love talking and I had an enemy work sometimes but um, but Brother Philip, thank you so much for covering for me um, on, that, on that piece. Should I should I finish what I was saying? It, or uh, it was a mutual
6: cover. I did like two seconds at the end of was speaking a
0: little Yeah, um, Pastor, you can continue, but I would just I would add, because I think you're touching on it already, um, the, the second one, which is why can I stop singing? So if you could probably just answer both of them together, if that's okay.
5: Yeah, sure thing. I'll just flow in from the second one, um, because the recording it could be one the recording. Um I was reading Romans um, I read Romans 7, verse 18. It was basically essentially saying that um, what I want to do, the good I want to do, I can't do it. But the bad I don't want to do, I find myself doing. I find myself in this tension between I know what I, sh- I know what the gospel has trained me and taught me to do, to renounce evil and the things of the world and to grope and to chase and learn after God. But I still find this evil in my flesh that's been unregenerated because the body hasn't come yet. So I haven't, I haven't experienced full salvation in my actual body. So the body can receive healing. It can receive temporary um, um, experiences. You know, when you get goose pimples, and you're in the presence. That's not your body being saved. It's just feeling the overflow from your spirit. It's like, oh my gosh, something amazing is happening. But the point I make is this, is when you are saved, so when you, when you, are, when you are saved, you have the power through the gospel, through Jesus Christ to say no to sin. You have the power to say no to sin. I, I can't see the question again. Sorry, do you mind do you mind that question again, Toby? You have the yeah. power. You have the power to say to say no um, over sin. So, yeah. So you, you, one, the reason why we can't stop sinning is because um, just to kind of like give a point blank answer to this is we may have become estranged to the power of the gospel, to the constant presence of Christ, and the indwelling of the Word. Because nothing good dwells in us. Remember what the scripture says here. So we need to we need something existential to ourselves, like the word of God, always feeding ourselves with the word of God to give us that power we need to say no to sin. Because in and of ourselves, we will fail. We will find ourselves in a circle again. I don't want to do this. I'm gonna change my actions, doing it again. I'm gonna change my action. When the word of God comes in, there's just a power, the gospel power that allows you to stand against sin, to stand against the enemy and say, the Lord rebuke you the Lord rebukes you, not me, but the Lord rebukes you. I, I, mm. I yield. I, I, I know it's a minute, a minute and a half, but yeah, mm,
0: that's good. Um, that's good. Um, I would just, I don't know if some if um, maybe Staffela has something else to add to this because um, I think we've covered it anyway. But the person that asked the question was mainly um, talking about sexual sin and the mm. fact you know, it was very repetitive. I think you know because she talked about se- sexual sin and she talked about you know other sins. so that's what i put all together why can't i stop sinning um, but i don't know if there is something in particular to sexual sin because i do think that a lot of people struggle with sexual sin and to be honest in the bible it seems like paul just kept on talking about it like literally every church he was talking to sexual sin. Sexual sin. Is like what is going on <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't know if there's something in particular i would like to add to that um when it comes to sex or or if that just covers covers it
4: I, I could just say something quite briefly and i think again it was something merit said at a, at a pre- previous session and if you kind of sow into your flesh you know and if you spend time investing in the flesh you will reap from the flesh so if i'm and i think merit was given example of watching some kind of funny videos and it happens to me even in the natural if you invest time in doing some things like if you feed your spirit okay so I, for example, I didn't know I could see, when I say see, I could see things that would happen and, and it, it kind of just happened to me suddenly and I didn't even know I had that gift in me and it just came from me just spending more time with God and the more time you spend in the spirit, invest in the spirit, you don't have to actively try not to sin, you just find that it's not happening. So I remember when I was courting with my husband, the more time we spent praying together as we were dating, you know, we're praying together. I think it's very difficult after praying together, you then start to have sex, you know, when both of you have just literally spent time speaking in tongues. And when we were dating, one of the things we did was just spend time with God, you know, and, and studied together and prayed together. And if you invest in the spirit and the Bible says, if you sow in the flesh, you will of that flesh reap corruption. So the more, if you want to sharpen, you know, the spiritual aspect and say, I want to grow this way, then you've got to invest time with godly things. If you're going to spend time watching funny videos, if you watch pornography, you know, you, you'll kind of feel tempted. So that's just my own simple explanation and what I have done in my own personal journey.
6: I totally agree with that. I think people that struggle with any sort of sexual sin, it's the focus on it. So what Fuller's is saying, the more you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on what you should be focusing on. I think when I think of it, I think we are people that we always want to get as close to it without doing it. So, okay, we can kiss, but we're not going to sleep together or we can see each other in barely any clothes, but we're not actually going to go the full way. But I think when I think of it, I think if any of us we're walking on a hike and we're walking on a ledge and right on the edge of the ledge, you can see drop down 1000 feet. You're not going to walk right close to the edge. You're going to stay as far away along the wall as possible because you don't even want to be close to death. And I think with sexual sin, we try to go right on the finest, finest line on the edge. Well, if you slip, you can only expect to fall.
7: So
6: stay as far away, stay as close to the opposite as you can. And don't keep your focus on falling. When anybody's walking there, they're not looking and peeking over. Yes, it's exciting to see it. But if you stay further away, then there's less oh. likely for you to commit such a sin. Mm.
4: Sorry. That's- sorry. And final thing. Sorry, Something I just stopped in my spirit is depending on the Holy Spirit. You know, He's an enabler and helper. Many things we can't do on our own. And if you yield to the helping of the Holy Spirit, uh, when people ask me is it okay to kiss and they ask you all these technical questions I can't tell you that you know you walk with the Holy Spirit and it will kind of convict you and and you know just say that's not okay and that's okay for you personally and I mm. think again just because he's our helper and that's what Jesus said I will give you that helper so I'm going to stop I'm talking to uh, no that's
0: great sorry uh, can I can
2: I just yeah I was just uh, um and it's, uh, and I totally agree with everyone that's spoken um, before me. The one thing I want to add is this. There is an aspect where we have established, you know, at the start of this conversation about the new us, who we have been saved to become. A lot of the times when we become Christians, we ignore that or don't pay as much attention to that and we want to get into the part where we we want to do and it comes from a good place i want to live holy i want to do this i want to do this our ability to do that well is based on how well we appreciate who we are you if we trying to become um uh let me, let me use a more contemporary example. If you're trying to build a, a new habit, you know, one of the things they will say is like, you know, don't just focus on, you know, say for example, I want to start running. Don't just focus on, you know, if I, if running is not my thing, don't just focus on, I'm going to get out tomorrow morning, I'm going to do 5k. Actually change your whole thinking to be, I'm the kind of guy that runs. Because once you start thinking that way, it's not is the thing is something that you do. It's not something. It's who you are, not something that you just do. And a lot of times, when we get into this, you know, with Christ, and it comes from a good place. You know, we want to be holy as God is holy. We want to do all the things, and so we we zoom into the doing without the being first. Our ability to do is hugely dependent on how the the being and how settled we are in this new man that god has created us and the more we are settled in that you will find that and this is what sister fuller sort of alluded to that you start doing the the doing happens and you're not even conscious of it you we go from a place of constantly worrying about am i watching to the point where there's an inward transformation you don't even have an appetite for those things Right? It's just like, you know, a lot of us have grown, right? And you know, I grew up in, I grew up in hip hop, and a lot of hip hop and all of these things. But then this is what transformation does. Where I was, you know, the music that I used to rave to, I'm listening to it and it's like, I don't even have the appetite for it. It's just whack. I mean, in terms of lyricism, in terms of content, it just doesn't appeal to me as he used to do. And so, and all of that doing is very much dependent on the being. And God knows we need to spend a whole lot of time on that being because the doing, this is where it now becomes the fruits of the spirit, not the works of the spirit. The the fruit of the spirit is something that happens almost effortlessly. It just grows in you because you have spent time in the being part of it. Second thing I want to add to this, and and I really um, connect with the question is that why can't I stop sinning? There is this cycle of condemnation. condemnation is perhaps one of the biggest things I, I've, I've found to, that as believers who really want to serve God. Condemnation is one of the things that keeps us in a cycle of sin. Because once we come under the condemnation of the enemy, it's it's almost inevitable. You just find yourself going back in that circle. And then Romans 8, you know, um, Pastor Mike says in, in you know, quoted Romans 7, where Paul was talking about, you know, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. You know, and his question was, who shall deliver me from this work uh, from this um, body of flesh here's how we answer and here's how we ask and answer that question if I went through that struggle you know the things I want to do I don't do the things I don't want to do I find myself doing, blah blah the way we ask, ask the question is what should I do to stop sinning Paul's question is who shall deliver me from this body he's having a problem of action and his question is who will deliver me not what are the tricks and tips that you give me that will help me get me out of this funk? Is who shall deliver me? And then his response is: "Thanks be to God who delivers me from the flesh." And he goes in Romans eight verse one. It says, "Therefore, is it there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus." We don't have time to go into it, but there is a big part that condemnation plays, condemnation plays, in keeping us in the cycle of sin because. Once you find yourself I didn't want to do it and I found myself doing it, you know, you know what? I'm never gonna just dip my toes into it. I'm just gonna jump into it and ask God for forgiveness at the end of the day. And this is the truth that the enemy will use. Bible calls the enemy the accuser of the brethren. He will use that condemnation. I thought you call yourself a Christian. This is what you're doing. And then you enter a funk and you start, you know, you know, you 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 ask God for forgiveness, you're okay for a while, and then you know, two weeks down the line, you find yourself doing the same thing. And then you come back to this same question. Why can't I stop sinning? And I, I really, really, the question really resonates with me. And, and I hope that, you know, in for the sessions, we can, you know, go into it in more detail. Um, and perhaps in further questions that we come with Mario to address more aspects mm. of it.
0: Mm. Wow, thank you guys so much. Uh, okay. Wow, <laughs> we're not going to answer all these questions, are we? All right, so there's another question that, that I think we've solved answered already. already. Um, in relation to the same part. And he says, um, can the devil still work in the life of a believer, i.e. make a believer sin? It's the same person. So I'm thinking, I think we've sort of covered that, but does anyone want to give like a quick one minute, 30 seconds and so?
2: My take is controversial. I don't think the devil can, God and the devil can stay in the same house. If you're a believer, your your container is for is for God, so devil is not coming. He can't possess you. That's my take on it. So I don't think the devil can now come at you, and uh, it, it might be controversial, but that's my mm. take on that.
6: Yeah, may, maybe the word "work" in um, may confuse people a bit, but yeah, the devil can tempt. Jesus was baptized, uh, received the Spirit, and then went into the wilderness and was tempted. So. Of course, the devil contempt, but work in, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so.
0: Mm. That's good. Devil contempt a believer. Okay, let's go on. Um, okay, so there's another thing. How do we die to sin practically? Again, I personally think that we've touched on this already, but um, the word practically was put there, so maybe... <laughs> maybe the person is trying to say okay I know you guys are saying all these things <laughs> what, what can I do practically so um how do we die to practically I think I personally think Philip sort of touched on this when you know you talked about not going to the edge and you know trying to stay far away or whatever but um does anybody else have anything to say to you that um how do we die to sing practically? I would I would phrase it differently. Um, so if if one of or all of the panel members can, if you don't mind sharing a part of your life where transformation took place. So something that you used to do before you um were a believer and now you don't do it anymore, how did that happen for you? What what did that look like practically for you? If that's not too personal. <laughs>
6: I think that's a good way to put the question. I was thinking everybody's journey is different. So, yeah. I can tell someone something and it might not um, impact them in the way that maybe Peter, Follow, or anybody on the call can. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, it's always people. I'm not a lover of people, as some of you may know. Um, <laughs> but I think being around people um, can impact your walk tremendously. So, Um, the Bible says one of the greatest scriptures is "Go and make disciples of all nations. That means be discipled by someone and also disciple people. And I find that if you have people that are around you that are disciplined and you're following them, then they can keep you in routine and check on you. But you're also able to be in a position where you need to disciple others. You need to keep yourself in check so that when other people come, come to shout at you with their needs, you're, you're spirit filled and you're ready to be used by God. So for me, it's be around people, be accountable to people.
0: Mm, that's good. I Anybody, a, anything
5: personal? Yeah. yeah. I think of a time when um I, when I was gosh six now, so looking at ten years ago maybe. Um, I was heavily into my R and B. I was into my all these guys from back in the days. I was into it. Um, I had my hair camera down today. I did have patterns. I had a piercing. I was no. wearing all kinds of tracksuits, um, Air Force One. I was. I used to do singing. I used to do the whole the whole shebang, and yeah, yes. <laughs> I was trying to be that guy, Philip. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to be that guy, and I, I was. I held on to my music. I had all of the albums of specific artists. I mean, names: Jagged Edge, Boys to Men, One Twelve. Sahim, all these guys, I, used, I had every single album and I would come home from work or from uni or from college, wherever I was, and I would just blast that music for two hours. I'm just like, yeah, I'm there, I'm in the mold. of this, I'm soaking in this thing. And I um, remember my mom and my, my brother was like, yo, mate, this music is not great for you. I'm like, listen, man, it's, it's me, I need it, I need it. Anyway, cut a long story short, um, I um there was a C, there a DVD going around, around the Trooper Hand Hip Hop, G. Craig Lewis, way back in the days. Yeah, you know about right? And this guy completely shocked me, shattered my belief around the truth behind all the stuff I was listening to. And um, after the after the DVD play, I think it was like a couple of hours. I, I I turned around, head in my 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 seat, and I began to cry. I was like, "I'm so sorry. I see the I see it now. I see this 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 toxic thing that I was letting into my life so easily." And I repented and I went straight upstairs, took all my CDs out of the CD rack. I broke them in pieces, chucked them in the black bag and dashed them in the bin. And my cousin heard about it. Cause he was like with me as well. He's like, Mike, I heard that you were, yeah, I did it. It so was me too. We broke, we broke everything and we just released ourselves and that stuff. And Jika and was preaching the gospel and t- Timothy two verse 11 to 14 has been my anthem ever since when it comes to stuff like this because when the grace of God appears to us in the gospel being preached um, as salvation comes to you and you hear a father's word exhorting you, talking to you, that hammer is smashing that stony heart to pieces. It also brings with it a set of, tra- it, it trains you, it brings the voice of training. Okay, not only have I only released you and broken your, this hold of your life, but I'm also giving you instruction of how to, um, to, to walk away from it, how, how to change from it. It goes on to say, it, teach, it trains us to renounce ungodliness it trains us to renounce worldly passions it trains us to live self-controlled upright godly lives in the present age we're in and it tells us to how to hope for Jesus it tells us how to hope and wait for the appearing of Christ it tells us um that Christ gave himself for us to redeem us this body that you have this life that you have it's not yours it's Christ's and it tells us to purify ourselves it tells us to um uh, let go of all lawlessness and so the, the gospel is such a beautiful thing um simply spoke if we listen to the voice of the savior in the gospel it gives us everything we need to live a life that is glorifying to him and um and so in that moment you know you can yeah thank you Toby you can literally walk away from sin you can say no to sin all the questions we've asked literally can be answered in some way with this particular portion of scripture because the gospel trains us it's always telling us training us nudging us reminding us don't do what you're about to do don't Mm. give in to what you're about to give into live self-controlled life so take up fasting that's another practical way that you can you know take up fasting or peter said um sorry what philip said be accountable to people surround yourself with people that are chasing after the same thing um and so, yeah, just, just to add on to what, what, what Philip said and, and anyone else, I guess, can add can, can to that.
4: Mm. Thank you, guys. Sorry, let me just quickly mention something. I, I used to struggle, I don't want to call it an addiction, but I used to struggle with watching indecent images. So it wasn't, it, you know, pun wasn't as easily accessible then. But in my view, it was something I wasn't happy with. What I knew was something I enjoyed watching or looking at, so magazines, anything, you know, almost naked, you know, know, I'm I'm with family, so I'm going to share openly here. But I felt comfortable doing those things. And I think after a while, it just started to bother me that why am I doing this? And I went into that cycle of what Peter was saying where I would say to God, I'm sorry, but then I'll do it again. Mm. And I think one of the, when I know Holy Spirit is real is when I deliberately just yielded that aspect to God to say, God, I don't want to do this. It's not something I enjoy doing. I don't want to do anymore. And if you think about first, um, I think in Corinthians, it talks about, we are changed into that same image as we behold as in a glass. So the more time you spend with God, you just kind of start to change. And honestly, now when I see something on TV, I can't even watch. And, and this is not something I'm doing by myself. I don't even actually enjoy watching it. I can't even look at it, you know. And it's not something that I did by myself. I think God, that's something the Holy Spirit did just by praying about it and yielding that that part to him. Yeah, so that's been my own experience. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you guys. That
0: was that was that was deep for a moment you're sharing all your personal stuff with us but I think we really appreciate it um so I just want to say really quickly um I know a couple of people joined um pretty late but we would not be finishing by 8 30 today um I did say that at the beginning um if for any reason you need to step out that's all right um the podcast would be released anyway and you can always catch up but we'll, we want to try and answer as many questions as we can um so yeah um, I think there was an um, sister Bumi would like to share practical experience um, that she's had so she's, she's messaged us directly.
7: Um, uh, yeah I just wanted to share it's something similar to um, what I shared so I'll, I'll be very brief. Um, I used to I used to struggle with smoking and after I had my first child I was in the quiet and I was still struggling so it was in and out and my husband smoked so it was really difficult. Um and so one day you know I cried out to the Lord and I said look I don't want to do this anymore. Um but I just don't know how to stop. And the Holy Spirit asked me to go to my choir members <laughs> during choir practice kneel down before them and ask them to pray for me against smoking and I thought I am not going to do that how embarrassing is that they'll just you know look at me really you know weirdly wow. and <laughs> Um, and the Holy Spirit just kept nudging me the whole week. So when it came to choir practice, I closed my eyes and I got on my knees and I just said it and I didn't look at anyone's face and they prayed for me. And after they prayed for me, they gave me a word and said, you know, every time you smell or see a, a cigarette, you know, it'll be like you actually physically eating your own vomit. And I tell you till this day, That has been the experience I've had. I just, I cannot stand the smell. I I don't want to go near people that smoke. It's just awful. And um, you know, that is the power of of, of the Holy Spirit when you allow and you obey, because if I wasn't obedient and I I didn't do what the Holy Spirit nudged me to do, it may have not been the same um, resolve.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Wow, (laughs) God help me. (laughs) I'm just thinking like, choir members in church? No, <laughs> but that was great. <laughs> like, thank God, thank God that worked. Okay, <laughs> imagine it didn't work after that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, guys, I'm just, I'm just there. Okay, all right, let's move on. Okay, the next question is, what does true repentance look like? Um, yeah. Do we do we think we've touched on it
2: already? Should I should I move on? I'll just speak very briefly on it. The where repentance is mentioned in the Bible, it's it's um, especially in the New Testament. It's the Greek word there is metanoia, and literally translated means change of mind. Um, change of mind. Well, let me put this other way: sorrow does not equate to repentance right? Someone, you know, beating their chest and, you know, crying and, you know, the floor doesn't equate to repentance. Repentance is, listen, I'm going to think differently about this. I am going to align my way or my thinking about this subject or this matter with the way God sees it. If God says it's wrong, then my repentance is that, yeah, I'm going to align with his way. Um, that might involve tears, that might not involve tears. Repentance hap- is happening as we're speaking, as we're having this conversation where we're talking about the Bible and people's you know, our minds are being renewed and transformed. Repentance is happening as we speak. And so okay. when you talk about genuine repentance, what does true repentance mean? You know, so stick with the Bible's definition of it is, listen, when our minds are, are, are transformed, you know, we're renewed, by, we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. That whole process, that is what is genuine repentance. Um, perhaps what, and, and it could have an outward manifestation or not. The outward manifestation doesn't really determine whether it's genuine or not. Um, it's what's happening inside that makes it genuine.
0: Cool. All right, let's move on then. There is a question. Is justification a legal declaration or a moral transformation? I I still don't know where this person got the question from, but (laughs) I'm I'm guessing Google. But anyway, is justification a legal declaration or a moral transformation?
5: Legal transformation. It's a legal transformation um, because um, repentance primarily deals with God's justice. And um, the wages of sin is death. Uh, We have broken laws, um, hence why the law has been given so we understand why we need Christ um and there, I, I think this is a very important question actually um because sometimes when the gospel is preached or as as a as an undiluted message to to people or is it is it couched in the in a preached message of some kind sometimes people can say that oh all I need is just um just to make sure that I know what's right and what's wrong trans transform my intellectual assent to this message and you know right I've gone to church or I've joined a Zoom or watched an IG video or a YouTube video. And I'm just like, yeah, I, you, you've convinced me that um, I need to change my my thinking. And, and the same thing happened to King Agrippa when Paul was stood in front of him um, defending his case. And what did the King Agrippa say? Paul, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. And so that's talking about um, a moral persuasion a more, a more and trans- should I be transformed morally to just change my thinking and, and that's it. But in terms of, uh, justification it's more of a legal standing you have been made right before god Mm. um you stand before god as no longer as a lawbreaker but Mm. you stand before him as um as one who has been justified by the grace of god as just Mm. as if you'd never sinned Mm. so yeah legal declaration not not just a moral transformation
0: amen i think that answers it really well all right let's just move on um so there's another question i find is very interesting why do we keep asking for forgiveness of sin if we have already been forgiven
5: good question
0: they're coming for peter
2: (laughs) i can feel it i can feel it let's 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 go into it right why do we keep asking forgiveness if we're already forgiven let's think about it this way um and by the way really good response on the justification um uh, question um it is a legal thing and it's something that we need not just you know the mental ascent you know change of um an intellectual sort of uh thing or engagement what and i suppose i'll use that to go into this question why do we need to ask for forgiveness if we keep if god has forgiven us our sins um through the act of justification. Think about it this way. We're going to ask for forgiveness when we sin. And, and, and it might sound controversial, but and I don't know if I have time to go into it in more detail. It's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. When, when we could, you know, it's like God has, you know, he has given us Jesus Christ. And the point Jesus was laid all our sins, both past, present, and future. He's dealt with sin. And then when I now fall and trip, and I go back to ask God for forgiveness. It's not that I, God is not at that point now assessing how, you know, um, contrite I was in my apology or anything like that. He's not, he, seen issue before God as, a, as, as his child, he's dealt with it. That whole process is for my benefit. Is for me going to God and say I I messed up. I now align. You know, if you look at it in First John one, I think it's verse seven. It says, "If we say that we have no sin, then we call God a liar." Um, and, and so when I'm doing that, is I am aligning my like God. I admit that what I did is wrong. Me coming to meet you and us, me coming and saying, "Lord, I'm sorry." It's not that I'm God is not going to be like, "Yeah, okay, you sound a little bit sorry." You know, you you, you see them all right. No, God has it's for my benefit. And so why do we have to do it? This is the whole process of sanctification that we know we spoke about earlier. Earlier, you know, in on this side of eternity, the justification has happened. Is just we're justified by faith. That's what the Bible says. You know, from beginning to last, is a thing by faith. What follows between now and when Jesus comes back, where glorification happens, is that whole sanctification process. And me going to meet God it's me now aligning my thinking about this issue with God's thinking with that on that issue, saying what you say is sin. If I say if I say I have no sin and I call God a liar. I'm aligning God, I'm aligning my view to God and say, I messed up and I'm sorry. Forgive me. And and it's not like God is not forgiving me just at that point. <laughs> so it's not like he's doing it if I don't say it, it's like I'm the one is <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage, disadvantage if I don't do that. And me working with God through on this journey, um, and going to meet God and really acknowledging um, when I make a wrong turn and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. That's the whole process of building a relationship. That's the whole. And it, But it's not like I'm doing it for God's benefit. You know, God is going to be, you know, he's going to have an attitude. In me. It, it, with me, he's made it clear that he will never leave nor forsake me. Right? And, and it's not to say that, you know... I say this with a lot of caution because, you know, someone can okay, if that's the case, then, you know, like, <laughs> don't flip it. It's more in case what I'm trying to say is this. Why do I have to do it? For my own benefit. For me to build that relationship with God. For me to align my views about what God says is right and wrong. And, you know, to, to align it with God's views as well. Um, mm. And, hey, this things, you know, we, I, I would love to go into it in more details and bring it all the scripture. Uh, to support it, but we don't have the time. But, hey, um, that's what Bible Connect is for. We'll address it in future <laughs> sessions.
0: Yeah. Phil, do you want to add anything to that?
2: Um, I totally agree.
6: <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing I would say when the question popped up is um, Titus 2.14. He says that um, he gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. So that is... Um, forgiveness from sin but why do we need to keep being forgiven because it says and purify unto himself a peculiar people so that's um his own people for zealous of good works so that would be continually being forgiven of sins but definitely agree with um what we're saying not just justification not just glorification but the whole process in between that is sanctification that is being set apart and being declared ready for the holiness of God's service, that sanctification process where, um, as a believer, we're becoming more and more, um, dedicated to God's standard of righteousness. I think, um, a lot of people think like a justified, that's it. You leave, um, the world and now you're in God's kingdom, but there is a process and, um, the Bible says about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And whenever I think of that scripture, I think of my mind has been built up for 20, 30, 40 years. And all of that is a city with bridges and roads and networks. And it all needs to be crashed down and rebuilt. And that is a process. It, it's not just done overnight. So we need to set ourselves apart daily um,
2: pu- and God will purify us. so can I just also add to like, the questions we're asking are really solid questions by the way like this is i I'm, i kind of try to not use like christian christianese and explaining things and trying to use but like the justification these are questions that you know um have the histories in the bible even in you know recent history history you know with um martin luther king and the reformation and all of this like there is this is some this we're asking some really good questions so um kudos to the bible connectors i mean this is this is uh this is a schooling
0: <laughs> that's great um i would just say that um the course of time we would probably finish by nine and if we don't get through it we'll most likely have a part two so we can answer all the questions but i'm going to say we're gonna we're gonna finish by nine o'clock um so yeah let's move on okay this one's for pastor mike um if i stop loving the things of god or enjoying His presence, does that mean I was never regenerated?
5: Um, quick, quick answer: No. Um, I don't want to. I don't. Want, I don't want your your sense of salvation or your assurance of salvation to be too heavily rocked here. Um, but I do think it can. It, I do think it gives you an opportunity just to do a personal inventory on your spiritual life and to find out why. Why do I find that disconnected? And I think there's two sides of the coin here. I think there is a the sense of us being estranged from God's presence long enough to forget, you know, Him, uh, His presence, the way He moves on your heart, the way He speaks to your spirit, and all these intimate communion um, features of, of being in God's presence. Um, I was just I was just looking at Hebrews chapter six, um, and he's speaking, you know, of, you know, a, a rattling piece of scripture from verse four, for it's impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift which is the promise and presence of the Holy Spirit um, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they should fall away. So this is a full backsliding. This is not just us maybe having a, 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 a wobbly moment in our Christian faith, but a full backsliding, full renouncing of the faith um, to renew them again to repentance, seeing that they crucify themselves, the son of God afresh and put Him to open shame. Okay, so there's an extreme of, I don't feel God's presence anymore because I've renounced fully um, what um, who God is and what his Son's done for me. I mean, I've, I've seen people, um, not just in um, um, me passing the church a few years ago and the things I'm involved in now, people I've seen them just full-blown, hallelujah, Jesus Christ in the choir, and I've been up in the pulpit preaching preaching word and doctrine now too. They're on another level swearing, renouncing Christ. They're saying all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, wow, a massive massive falling away there's a different kind of work there um but there is a sense of way god will sometimes we put this put this way god will test the kind of faith that you have and sometimes god will hide himself to find out are you going to come find me are you going to come and grope for me and a scripture i want to give you just to you to dive into your own and kind of kind of a, a um, search here is in job um Job chapter... Excuse me. This is Job chapter... um... Okay, this is Job chapter uh, 23. Job chapter 23, verse 8. It tells us something very, very, very sweet about God. Um, So verse 8... I say, verse 8 to to 10. It says, If I I go east, he is not there. If I go west, I cannot find him. When he's at work in the north, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the south, I cannot see him. But then this verse is beautiful. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me or tried me, I will come forth as gold. So sometimes um, in your Christian position or where you are on your Christian journey, you're looking ahead. If you said, God, I, I can't perceive you. I, I see a lot of Christian activity, but I don't perceive you there. I, I'm, I'm in my, my, my prayer closet, the doors closed and locked. I'm seeking you in prayer. And I feel like my, my words are just, you know, painting the ceiling black. I, I, I don't feel your presence. I don't, God, I'm not too sure if you're actually speaking to me, but we've got to be assured that, you know, unless you have completely renounced the faith see as God is testing the kind of faith that you're having. Is this faith where you're just, you know, silver spill in your mouth, I'm always there, blah, 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 or are you going to go and grope for him and say, Lord, I want you more than ever. I'm going to seek you. I'm going to find you. The Bible tells us promises that if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. And if you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. And uh, and there's a promise of if we keep on have that forward motion, that forward moving going deeper and higher into God, there's a promise of a giving, a a, a receiving, and an opening of doors into God's presence. Um, And I I say that as in terms of a foundational answer, but this this is a loaded question, but I I just offer that as a sort of foundational answer to the question. And I really hope it answers your question, but please do send a message to to, um, to the team if you want to follow up with the question, but I hope that answers your question.
0: Mm. Thank you. Do you guys want to add anything or should I move
7: on? I'm going to move on.
0: Okay. Um, right. So I don't know if, you know if I actually asked this by will. Can God use us or use you, person, you, even if you continue sinning? Yes, you can.
5: Yeah. Again, God doesn't do refunds once He gives you the gift to give to yours. Absolutely,
2: Mm. you'll be judged for it. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely,
4: Pastor. That's that's it. Yeah, I'm thinking about all the Uh, comebacks. So, we should just No, the Bible says says clearly that His gifts and calling they're without repentance. That's if He's giving you a gift, He can use you. End of your character might not align. Um and we might judge you as not fit, but you know.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Put this right. what is what's the question behind the question?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Probably
0: they won't continue singing. I don't know. All
2: right. So if, if I get it correctly, it's kind of all right, if God is gonna use me anyways, why do I have to leave a contract live? Why do I, you know, because God is still gonna use me. Is that is that a question?
4: Or it could be, it
3: could be someone is struggling with sin and they're anxious that maybe that the giftings they have may stop and that God may stop using them. So they ah, just wanted to know. Mm. Let's encourage that person that hopefully he'll stop sinning. But yeah, gift I
5: also, <laughs> I also think the question applies to to people who are already in ministry positions. Mm. And they found themselves, yes, at the beginning of their, their ministry or ordination, whatever you want to call it um was a great one it's just lots of synergy between my passion my heart and then the work and the ministry and then somewhere along the line they became this apathy you became dispassionate about what you're doing or you know genuinely burnout Mm -hmm. burnout is a real thing and so you feel like i just want to get away from it i want to have a holiday i want to come offline and but the demand of the ministry keeps pulling you to the front of the pulpit to preach to teach to to disciple all these things and and sometimes that season can be long, could be years. I've known people to be there for like 12, 15 years and asking me like, Mike, this is this is trouble. I mean, they, they know how to perform. The performance of ministry is one thing, but the heart, the passion of ministry is like, I feel disconnected. And um, you know, numbers, numbers, uh, Numbers chapter seven, I believe. God was speaking to Aaron and the priesthood. I have to get the scripture reference for you correctly, so give me a second while I do that. But God was speaking to the Aaronic priesthood and the Levites, and he was telling them, look, I give this priesthood to you, this ministry to you as a gift for service in order for you to serve me and my people. And you shall do two things, serve everything behind the veil and everything at the altar. So there's two pieces of, there's two, there's two areas of importance for any minister. Number one, make sure your life behind the veil is on point. Your secret place, your relationship, your passion before God, irrespective if you have ministry or not, is always on point. Your salvation, keep that. Make sure you're in the faith, test yourself. Do all these things, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, walking your talk. But then you have everything at the altar, which is what the public see. It's the performance of ministry, it's delivering the ministry, it's um, working the administration of your ministry out. And sometimes we can forget the importance of making sure that our passion, our secret life with Christ is the main thing. And it becomes, oh, it's easy because no one knows the secret things I'm dealing with. Nobody knows. And so God sees these things. So I mean, God has all your receipts, don't worry. He has all the receipts and he will show those receipts and the judgment seat. So don't worry about that. Um, but there's no because God is so gracious, there's no immediate judgment for the way that people in ministry can can perform that i'm gonna I'm carry on what i'm doing but look first corinthians chapter three and, and sister follow you, you triggered this in my memory around paul says that as a wise architect and master builder i've laid the foundation of christ now he puts the injunction now on you as christians as you as listeners be careful and choose rightly what kind of materials you're going to use to build that foundation so number one the onus of building your christian life is on you not the pastor not the leader, not the minister, not this, not that, it's you, it's your responsibility. And he says, you've got different kinds of materials, wood, hay, straw, precious stones, um, or gold, these kind of nice materials to so choose. Do you want the low quality materials, easy life, easy build, or do you want the one that will take you a lifetime to build? Because Christ will come at the end of the age and he will send fire on everyone's life. And if, you're, if, you're, if it survives, you will receive a reward. If it doesn't survive, then you would just have you would just have your life. You just have your your, your basic Christian salvation there. But all your rewards is gone. Okay? That's it's all it's all gone. Um, so he is coming with fire. So I want to send this as an exhortation and as a warning to those who want to just carry on living secret life of sin, but then perform and put all the nice social media graces on. Christ is coming with fire and he will burn your work up. If it survives, praise God. If it doesn't survive, praise God because you will get the glory and I found an interesting fact just a quick quick side note I'm into cars right and I was looking at when McLaren F1 came out a time ago how they built the engine and they lined the engine with pure gold because thermodynamics is something that every car maker is trying to or F1 is trying to to deal with because the more energy you lose from the engine the less energy that uh, transfers to the track so how much heat can you keep in the engine and transfer into the drivetrain Mm. so formula one Sorry, um, McLaren F1 did a road car. They put they lined the, the the engine bay with gold because gold reflects heat one hundred percent. You don't lose any heat when it's gold. So if you build your Christian life using gold materials, you reflect the heat that comes, and so your gold will survive. But if you want to use hay, finished. So when it comes to your your receipts, know that God's got them, but he can he can he can burn them if he wants to. He can say, look, okay, cool. So get your life right. Get your life right privately and publicly, because publicly doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, because the Pharisees had a public life, but Christ called them whitewashed tombs, hypocrites, of vipers. Who, who and John told him, who told you to escape from the from the wrath To come, there was a wrath coming. So they had a great public ministry. Everyone was like, oh, these guys are the the kings and queens of the Sanhedrin. But Christ doesn't care about public life ministry. cares about your private life ministry. Get that mm. right, and he will bless you openly. I won't say any more than that.
4: Sorry, I just want to say, Pastor, my God, God, God bless you for that. God bless you for that because I think sometimes we we're building a a group of chocolate Christians, people who just melt when the heat is on, right? Mm. And I think that we, that was just so needed. Thank you, mm. Thank you for that. Thank God. Wow. Thank God. Wow, that that was amazing. That was amazing,
0: Pastor. Okay, it's almost nine o'clock. I want to cry because there's still many questions and like very Part interesting to, questions as parties. well but yeah part two part two let's just go okay i think that's a good place to stop. um yeah that's a good place to stop. okay i would just ask you guys if you don't mind sharing i just want us to finish on um a positive side should i say but everything we've been saying is amazing anyway um if you don't mind sharing what in one sentence what did jesus accomplish on the cross for you um personally what has what 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 does the cross mean to you personally anyone can go first um in panel
2: well I, i'll go first um he but jesus said before he he said uh, um you said one one sentence. I can't do this one <laughs> sentence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, Peter, um,
0: you've been doing amazing.
7: Should I... Do you guys not think so? Okay.
3: Let's... Uh, oh, the shade. <laughs> we, we tease Peter because he, he has long-winded answers. <laughs>
5: Don't have it, Peter. Don't have it. Oh, have
2: the it. shade. <laughs> All right. Yes. be oh, very brief. Jesus says, he who has been forgiven much, loves much. For me, the cross and what it signifies shows how much I have been forgiven. Um, and the more I focus on it, the more, the only response that comes out of me is love for him, um, which informs and effortless, effortlessly guides my life, and that's what the cross means to me.
0: Sorry, my phone. My phone is gonna die. Okay. Um, thank you, Peter. Um, who wants to go next? <laughs> Philip. Uh... Sister Fala, Pastor Mike.
4: I'll go last. last I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next. I mean, I think very similar to what Peter said. For me, to be able to stand before God, like as though my past did not happen, you know, justified without any sense of guilt or condemnation, that, that for me is a lot. Um, When I was younger, I had different aspirations. Um, at some point, I wanted to not be, I wanted to be a second wife, not live with a man. I, just, I was just weird. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but now I uh, forgot to take me from that. And I'm living with a man. You know, I've been married 17 years now. Um, and it's just just transformed me from literally the kingdom of darkness into his light. Um, when I was younger, I wouldn't think I'd speak about God openly, you know, thinking about my past. And I can stand before people and just share and speak about my faith. For me that's what he took me from and yeah and i just get emotional just thinking about what that cross typifies for me
0: Mm. Mm, thank you
6: um yeah quite difficult to just list one thing um so many things from childhood and god has just totally flipped it around i can think of numerous occasions when i i didn't grow up in a christian home or around Christian friends or anything like that. So um, there were definitely times when God tried to reach out to me and I shunned him. Um, but nonetheless, I thank him, I thank Jesus for, I thank God for the cross, um, knowing that I was lost and um, I'm found in him as a child. Mm-hmm. I can't say, well I can say that I grew up um, lacking passion for anything not knowing what my passion was um but now i found in him i know exactly what i'm passionate about mm. wow
0: thank god to mind?
5: It's so, there's so much to choose from i'm here trying to choose going through the files and trying to choose which one is is the best one but um i i remember before i i was i was saved i was saved at nine years old and I was never a hugger. I was a very cold individual, very cold. I wouldn't hug my parents, I wouldn't hug my brothers, my no, my grandparents, nobody. I'll be there. I'll see you. But after I got saved, I remember I just had so much affection for people. I started hugging my grandmother, my mom was like, "This is a place different." I'm like, "Yeah, it's God." So I think what what the um what the work of the cross did for me was show me the love of God. Um, I think that's 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 going to be my answer. Mm. was super tempted to share so much more than that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I think, um, honestly, I just wanted to encourage people because a lot of the people that reached out um, when I asked for private questions, it just felt like we are just so, I guess Peter touched on condemnation, but it just just seems like everyone is just so either focused on the journey, I'm not living right, I want to live right, or was ju- was just so consumed by just negativity. I think, and we just and it's, it's like Peter said, it's from a it's from a good place, but it's just it's just everywhere. And I think we should celebrate the cross more. We should celebrate salvation more. God God has done it. Just just take it, you know. Like don't question it. Don't try and find reasons to it. He's done it, and that's it. And I think if anything, we should be grateful. We should be thankful. And literally, that's what this entire um, topic has been about, just realizing what Jesus did on the cross and just embracing it and just leaving it as best as we possibly can with the grace of the spirit, you know, with the power of God. And, and I want us to go out and share it more, like tell people about it, it is good news. I think in this generation now, it's, it's so easy to spread sad news to the point where, if something great happens to you, you don't want to share it because you don't want people to think you're showing off. But if it's bad, it's, it's OK. To, it's OK to share. Um, and I just want to encourage us that let's go out and share testimony, go out, you know, lockdown is over, go out, share testimony, share what God did for you, share, share about the salvation, share about the cross, keep talking about it. You know, um, it's, it's good news. It's amazing. Let's let's spread it as much as we can. Um, and yeah that's that's why i wanted to go personal a little bit so we're going to stop now um so yeah i'm going to we're going to end here today um uh, but yeah guys there will be a part two like nice questions coming up okay I'm, I'm joking but yeah it's going to be amazing um so yeah watch out for part two it would be two weeks from now So if someone can tell me what that date is um two weeks from now two tuesdays from now would continue um would answer the rest of the question and again complete salvation i know we said this the last time but we will (laughs) um yeah so that's it really um i had a few prayer points but because of time I just want us to go on and just pray and just thank God. We'd we'll, would we'll pray the rest um, next time. Just just go on and just thank God for the cross um for a minute and 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 we can we can close. So you guys can unmute your mics and let's just all thank God together as a family and just bless God for the for the work of the cross. Lord, we exalt you.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank, Jesus, you. Bless you. Lord. You. thank you for the
3: cross, Lord. Thank, thank you for the cross,
1: Lord. Thank you for thank the blood that you have thank shed on the cross, Lord
3: your God. We bless the holy so name of Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, 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 for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you for giving your life to change the city we live hope. We have a God Thank you for calling Friends. Up your love closing you we we, your for
0: and leave love and your your love and for your and your and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much to everyone that joined. Thank you to the panel. Guys, wasn't when, when amazing? I saw Mary with her pen. I was like, hey, Jesus. You know, thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, if you guys can just put clap, whatever. Just clap. Let him see. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Sister Fola. I'm so excited. Oh, I think this was so good. But yeah, thank you, guys. God bless you and I just pray that the anointing of God in your life just continues to multiply, and I pray that God continues to use you for this generation, in Jesus' name, um, but yeah, come back in two weeks for fire, amen, <laughs> okay, we move, all right, Toby, do you want to close us in prayer, let's go.
3: Let's <laughs> go, <laughs> um, Lord, we thank you, we thank you for today, we thank you for that which you have taught us, we thank you all because we've had the opportunity to just learn more about you, to be reminded, Lord, of your love, to be reminded of how you have transformed us and how you continue to transform us, O Lord. We thank you for for those of us who were anxious, you have set us at ease. We thank you for those of us who were confused, you have given us clarity. We thank you, Lord, for anyone who came here hopeless, you have definitely given us hope, O Lord. And we just thank you for the wisdom that you have given to those who have spoken. We thank you, Lord, for the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of the truth itself. It is refreshing and it is medicine to the bones, O Lord. We bless your name, O God. We pray, Lord, that as we keep going, we'll continue to meditate on this, O Lord. We pray that the words that we have heard today will go forth to even continue to transform us ever into your image, O Lord. We pray, Lord, that anyone here, O Lord, that was on the fence, O Lord, with regards to who you are, O Lord, that not only with the words they have heard, but by the power of your spirit, Lord, you will draw them in, Lord, you will bring them close to you, Lord, and you will completely reveal yourself to them in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, as we have heard this word, that we'll have the boldness to go out and share with others, O oh Lord. And that all in all, your name will be glorified. In Jesus' Amen. name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank Amen. you, guys. for a lovely, lovely, lovely Lord. week.
3: Thank you, Lord. Oh, I was going to leave. Thank
5: you, <laughs> <laughs> it's been amazing, guys. It's been a great excellent. conversation. Hope we do it again soon. Yes, yeah,
4: excellent. You, thank you, Pastor Mike. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> thank you,
5: <Phillip.
4: laughs> you favor
7: for me. Thank Love
1: you, Phil.
4: Thank
7: you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Auntie for me. Oh, thank, thank you, Ante, for me. you. That was for fun. Me. I enjoyed thank it you, um, <laughs> as always.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's edition of Bible Connect. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and we would love you to join us in subsequent discussions. Check out our Instagram page for more details. Until next time, God bless you.